0: On yesterday's podcast, we talked about the significant increase in kids seeking mental health services or receiving mental health services through the emergency department. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, today, <coughs> we're going to talk about a, a similar increase in the need for mental health services, uh, but we're going to go to an older group, and that's the college student.
1: And we didn't go looking for this. Right. It, it appeared because there was another 10-year study, mm-hmm. okay, um, kind of a revision from 2007 to 2017 mm-hmm. and the author of the 2007 study, um, who this was published um, in Psychology Today, said that he had written this article about the increased use of mental health services on college campuses mm-hmm. in 2007 and he says in the article that this got more of a response than anything he's ever written right. when, when he brought out these numbers. So he thought, well, let's see what it looks like 10 years later. Mm-hmm. So that's what this is about. Right. So he looked at data from 2017 compared right. it to data from tw- 2007. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he pointed out, and we talked about some statistics yesterday, Right. Uh, but one of the things he pointed out was the significant e- e- increase, again, right. um, and he found that um, you know, he, he asked students or they, they right. surveyed students to find out how many had um, received mental health services in, um, the, in, the, in, the, in the past year. In the past right. year. Mm-hmm. And it rose mm-hmm. from, in 2007, 19% of students said right. that they had received mental health services. Mm-hmm. In 2017, 34% reported that essentially they Essentially doubled. Almost doubled, okay. yeah. So it's doubling in 10 years. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. We, we talked about a 48% increase um, on yesterday's podcast, mm-hmm. when it relates to kids receiving mental health services in the emergency department or going to yeah. the emergency department for mental health issues, yeah. right. here we have almost uh, a doubling of um, seeking mental health treatment by yeah. college students. Right.
1: And he went back and looked at data even before t- he went back into the 1980s. Right. Okay. And in the 1980s, it was one in ten right. students sought um, help. Today, it's one in three. Right. So these are these are really significant right. uh, increases I mean these are these are um, important um, increases that need to need right. to be looked at right mm-hmm.
0: now he, he kind of points out some different um, possibilities as it relates mm-hmm. to why this is happening right all right um, and you know certainly there there are major changes in how we're thinking about mental health <coughs> in general right. um, people today tend to be much more open and willing to discuss mental health concerns and issues, right. and so that's going to s- certainly increase mm-hmm. um, ac- access to or people seeking mental health treatment. Right, right. Um, but there were some other things that he said too.
1: Right. It's, it's interesting because there is a debate among psychologists, mm-hmm. among people who track these kinds of numbers, epidemiologists or whatever you want to call them, um, as to why this is happening. And mm-hmm. one of the differences is, of course, is that people are more willing to talk about right. it today than they were a few years ago. I think that difference would be from the 1980s to today. I'm right. not sure there's a big difference between 2007, seven, you know, uh, in the last 10 years. Sure. But, so there has been a change in attitude. But they also mention, and this is where the debate comes in, there's also a, there's also been an increase in in, what they call fragility. Mm-hmm. Kids tend to, they appear to be a little more fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, less resilient. I don't know what other word to use because I don't I don't want to make it sound like they're a bunch of crybabies. We're not saying that. Right. But kids today tend to be a little more fragile and to be functioning under more distress. They mm-hmm. they, they are feeling more distress than they right. did maybe 10 years ago, certainly 20 years ago. Right. Um, there's more distress and they're a little bit more fragile. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have a more open approach, mm-hmm. you know, do I have this disorder? And, you know, maybe I am struggling with ADHD or dis- or anxiety or depression. So they're less reluctant right. to mention it. And then the other t- on the other hand, are they more fragile and are they under right. more distress? You know, so it could be either or both.
0: And I really didn't think about it until you you started talking about it that way. Is it because you know, the the question that I would like to find out now is is that fragility, if we're referring to right, it that way, right. is that fragility <clears throat> because they're less resilient, because they're, um, uh, because they, you know, maybe have less grit, less right. um, resilience? Stamina,
1: resilience, something.
0: Or is it that because we have become more cognizant and more open to the idea right. of mental health concerns, right. that more students are recognizing it? And so they're noticing, hey, you know what, this doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. Let me get some, let me, let me talk to somebody about it. Whereas maybe in the past, um, you know, the, the idea was, you know, you just got to get just, over it. Right. right. Um, and so you know, even if a person was really struggling on the inside, mm-hmm. you know, they just fought to get over it and, and didn't say anything.
1: Right. I, I think of two things. Um, one is uh, decades ago, you were embarrassed to say your parents were divorced. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was a, there was a stigma attached to it. Now nobody bother I mean, there's no stigma attached to right. it. My parents are getting divorced. Well, yes. Uh, so are half the other kids in your class. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think part of it is that that the stigma is being removed mm-hmm. from mental illness. In fact, right. now we have kids saying, "I think I'm depressed. I think I have," mm-hmm. and I think the internet. It has added to that because mm-hmm. you you can look things up now, and so we have teenagers, for example, coming in and say, I think I have depersonalization disorder or this disorder or well, that disorder. And,
0: and you know, when you look at <clears throat> idols, you look at um, you know, movie stars, or you look at uh, you know, these people that you know, athletes they tend to look right. up to, mm-hmm. um, and those people are talking about mental health issues, right. you know, that's going to make them more open to talk. So about the
1: it. stigma has been removed, mm-hmm. and, and there is a change in attitude now, um this, the author mentions one, another psychologist, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think he's a colleague, um, he, at least he speaks uh, as though he does, he has great respect for this this other psychologist, who says the only change that's occurred is a change in what he calls treatment seeking behavior. Right. Okay, that's, that's what explains the difference, is there's, a, there's been a change in right. people seeking behavior. Right. Okay? So we have more. Okay, we, we hear this, there was another uh, announcement about autism. Right. Um, right. It was one in sixty, and now it's one in forty. Okay, mm-hmm. they, they lowered the number again yesterday. Mm-hmm. Somebody came out with a study said, "Well, maybe one, maybe one in forty kids have yeah. have autism." Um, is it because we're using the diagnosis more, or kids, right. or is it really appearing? Are the numbers really increasing? Right. Okay, right. so we have the same thing here. Now, so what this author is doing? He said let's look at tr- what he calls trend lines mm-hmm. okay let's see what what the let's look at the data and see what the trends are okay, okay? and he came up with three mm-hmm. um, one of the one of the trend lines is, and he said one of the things you, you that, that seems to you can't argue with is that this sense of well-being and happiness is declining mm-hmm. okay that, that there is this trend among kids born after 19 19- 1995, what mm-hmm. um, we call the i Ige- the Internet generation, mm-hmm. that they are less happy mm-hmm. and they don't have a and their sense of well being is going down.
0: Right, okay. and we okay. can attribute that to a lot of different things. We've talked about that in other podcasts. Sure, it- social media, um, even t- some technology seems right. to contribute to some of that. So right. Absolutely.
1: Second, rates of suicide, substance abuse, mm-hmm. are and and depression are all increasing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. <laughs> nobody's arguing with that. that right. There's something going on right. because the rates of those three things suicide, substance abuse, and depression are rising, especially in the middle class, mm-hmm. uh, middle class and, and middle age. Right. Okay? And then the third is, uh, and this is Jean, our friend Jean Twang, Twang? Twinge, Twenge? Oh. I don't know. I have to ask her. Um, she wrote a book called iGen right. about the internet generation and she says that between 2006 and 2016, roughly the same period, that stress, depression, and anxiety have seen a 50% increase. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the, the trend lines, the data lines show mm-hmm. that. And the suicide rates among those, this same age group, have gone up 50%. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's saying there's something going on here that we need to attend to. Um, so from the 1980s, we have, we're looking at 10% of students today. We're looking at 33% who are uh, feeling that they're in crisis, okay? Yeah. So, in this decade, there's been um, a significant increase from 10 to, probably 10 to 35%. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just about, I mean, using round numbers. Right. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so, there's, we, we know that from, from the trend line, from the data that we have, that there right. is this <laughs> increase. Uh, again, we don't know if we're, it's just that people are, are seeking. Um, right. A a diagnosis, they have an issue, so they're seeking Mm -hmm. treatment, and because they're seeking treatment, they're getting diagnosed, whereas, you know, 30 years ago, they weren't seeking um, treatment, so they weren't getting diagnosed, and so the numbers were significantly lower. Mm -hmm. But it remains that we have a a massive increase. And so, you know, it reminds me back of that interview we did with uh, Kip. um, Yes. Uh, From Ohio State. Ohio State. And he was talking about the massive mental health uh, Mm -hmm. program that they have there for their students. Right. And so we need to continue to have those kinds of services available to students at the college level, you know, at all colleges Mm -hmm. because, you know, students are struggling with with different
1: mental health issues. Yeah. There's something going on. And I I think, to me, the most compelling data are the increases in suicide Mm -hmm. and substance abuse. I mean, uh, let's take away all the diagnoses that, okay but there has to be, there is some explanation for the increase in suicide and substance abuse. Those are real numbers. Those numbers are increasing. So if we think of those as the tip of the iceberg, Mm -hmm. okay, these are the most obvious, there's a lot of stuff going on underneath. So I think there, I think the numbers are increasing. You know, it's not just treatment seeking behavior that's changed, although it might, you know, I don't discount Mm -hmm. it, but I think there are absolute increases in some pretty troubling areas, suicide and substance abuse, most.
0: Absolutely. So <coughs> we, we need to <coughs> offer more services to, to college students, to kids. Right. Who yeah, we saw that yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. And then college students that we talked about today.
1: Right. In college, On college campuses, we need more services on the campus exactly. The kids can go to and access and, and get the help that they need. In with younger children, we need community-based services mm-hmm. that they can access right. and prevent some of these problems and deal with them before they get to crisis or before they get to the emergency room absolutely
0: <laughs> all right that is it for today <laughs> until next time stay happy stay healthy and forget to be afraid